This is the Frankly Daniel Show. This is absolutely the Frankly Daniel Show, and my name is Daniel Francis Baranowski. And yes, I'm the Daniel in the Frankly part of this enterprise. Now, once again, it's my weekly exercise of our First Amendment rights. Now, whether you're new to the Frankly Daniel Show or a longtime listener, welcome and thank you for joining me today. I'm very excited about today's show. There's so much to cover. In so little time, so let's jump right into it. First off, I want to say that I'm crushed to learn that actress Raquel Welsh died this past week at the age of 82. I didn't realize she was 82, quite frankly. God bless her, and I, I pray that I'm going to make it to 82. I pray that you're going to make it to 82. I pray that we're all going to make it to 100 or whatever age you think you'd like to be when it's time to take that next journey. But let's see, what what can I remember about Raquel Welsh? Well, I believe I was 14 years old when Raquel was 23. Call it uh, puberty meets bombshell actress, if you will. And, and not that I ever had any gender identity issues as a young man growing up, but the likes of Raquel Welsh in my fantasy life at age 14, well... Enough said. May she rest in God's grace. Oh, uh, did you happen to see that article in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday suggesting that because food prices continue to soar, especially for breakfast items, perhaps we should skip breakfast altogether. Now, my wife has already suggested I skip breakfast and perhaps lunch as well, but not because it's costing us too much. Need I explain further? But back to serious topics. Allow me to run down some of what I'd really like to get to today. I definitely want to talk about Balloongate. Seriously, in my 73 years, I've never seen anything like a giant Chinese spy balloon that traveled the country this last week. And you likely haven't seen anything like this either. Yes, this event has very serious implications going forward, even though the White House is trying to blow this off as uh, just another event, no big deal. Pretty hard to believe. Now, before I get into the serious parts of this ridiculous folly and and serious breach of our uh, sovereignty and our security, I mean, Joe Biden's breaching our security every which way. We'll touch on that in a little bit, too. This has been the most unprotective, most unserious president when it comes to the sovereignty and security of not only our homeland, but of each of us as Americans. Now, I've been a a longtime observer of politics in America. And if you look back at Joe Biden's time in the Senate, go ahead, look at any of his 36 years. Look at the time there in, uh, say, the 1980s and even the 1990s. And by the way, you can watch every speech he ever gave on the Senate floor. It's all on C-SPAN. You're going to see a man who could stand up and speak extemporaneously for hours without notes. Now, true, a lot of what he said was just absolute baloney, and it was rotten baloney at that. But he did put on a master class in bloviating. 
Nonetheless, he didn't need a teleprompter. Today, Joe Biden can't order breakfast without notes or an iPad acting as his personal teleprompter. The White House is in crisis every time Joe takes an unscripted question from reporters or decides to go off script altogether, and you've seen that. And then he says whatever pops into his very damaged brain. And it's not getting better. The, the dementia that Joe's got, you know, uh, anyone that's in their 60s or 70s have seen their parents, have seen their friends, have seen neighbors that, uh, uh, that were friends of their parents go through these stages of dementia. We all know the, the silly things that go on and the really serious things. Yeah, and even in, if you watch Joe's gait, you know, he's constantly careful not to fall. I mean, the embarrassment of him falling up uh, the stairs to Air Force One three times almost uh, 16 months ago. Uh, at, at, that was 16 months ago. He hasn't become any more nimble. And, of course, he had a physical uh, the other day, That only the second one. He skipped the one in 2022. They didn't give him the cognitive test, by the way. But, you know, the, the statement that came out that he is a vigorous 80-year-old and set for the duties of the presidency. Well, what a general statement. I mean, the, the way the duties of the presidency are today, you have to be able to stumble your way through whatever they put in the teleprompter. And you have to be able to at least get up and show your face once a day, the five days you happen to be, perhaps in Washington or on the campaign but uh, on the weekends, you can come out whenever you want to. You can come out, ride a bicycle, fall off of it. You can do whatever, you know, silly, folly things you want to do. Maybe you just take the time on all those weekends in Wilmington that we're paying for to uh, to rearrange your classified documents. Who knows? We were still waiting to hear from the investigations that are going on now at the University of Delaware into 36 years of Joe Senate papers that are there. Uh, apparently they have taken some stuff away, but they don't want to uh, characterize what they've taken away. But let's face it, Joe Biden is not in charge, and anyone who says he is is in, in, in fantasy land. He's no more in charge than stroke damage. Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania is in charge of anything. You know, his wife is not only running the office, but Chuck Schumer decides all his votes. I have to tell you, this once great nation is being ruled by people in the shadows of the White House. Their, their clear plan is, is to destroy a meritocratic America and create a new socialist nation. And my claim isn't folly. I, like many others, are longtime students of these machinations. The very far left's attack plan is extremely simple. Overwhelm the system on every front and destroy anyone who gets in your way. Now, there are so many serious issues and systems that today are overwhelmed by the Democrat Party, the progressives, or should I say American Marxists, and these attacks today are, are, are to the level that no one can possibly defend against them. They just overwhelm the system. We can't even keep reasonable track of them all. The news cycle is churning so fast that serious stories, they don't even stay in, in the news track more than about three days. Take a look at this disaster going on in Ohio with this train wreck. Believe me, by, by Monday or Tuesday of next week, you're never going to hear about it again. 
So you say, where's the socialist tie-in with that? Of course, we're trying to find out where the Secretary of Transportation and even the EPA director are in their responsibility for the disaster that's happened in Palestine, Ohio. Now, you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but you have to say the federal government, who denied a a FEMA help to, to this city, they look at Palestine, Ohio, like the rest of Ohio. They don't think they're going to turn it blue anytime soon. Uh, Palestine, uh, uh, Ohio, apparently votes somewhere around the 72% Republican. So they're, they're not going to get any help from anybody. Trust me, our nation, our liberties, and our institutions, they've never been so aggressively confronted and assaulted by those on the left who profess their fellow Americans. Now, if they're Americans, they're Americans by a different constitution and a completely different view of government. It's a, it's a government that's attempting to replace we the people by we who have the power. Conservatives like myself are on our back and on our heels, swamped by crazy stuff we could never imagine. And let me say clearly, I mean, this is, this is so clear. The White House isn't into foreign policy. Take a look at all the things they've already botched in a short two years. They're too busy with changing America socialist. Now, although Joe Biden is appearing to be tough on China, while at the same time acting like the whole subject of the balloon gate was a non-event, and that America should just go back to its charm negotiations with China, as if nothing really happened that was serious. And I'm going to play a series of clips for you that will convince you that nothing could be further than the truth. Now, here's a clip of Joe acting out his commander-in-chief persona. When I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within 12-mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it. And we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. You're saying the what did you say about China? What's your message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national security. I told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation. They from said them. to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. What does this mean for China in relation to China? So here's how it reads in the New York Times, beginning on Wednesday, February one. The balloon makes its way to the skies above Billings, Montana, which alarmed Pentagon officials because the state is home to the 341st Missile Wing at Malstorm Air Force Base, one of three U.S. Air Force bases that operate, yeah, they just happen to operate, and maintain intercontinental ballistic missiles. Thursday, February 2nd, Republican lawmakers and politicians begin criticizing Mr. Biden after news of the balloon became widespread for not taking harder action against the balloon and against China, and some demand that Mr. Blinken cancel his planned trip to Beijing come February 3rd, which is Friday. The Chinese foreign ministry says the machine was a civilian weather balloon that had strayed far, very far off course, and entered U.S. airspace by accident. Mr. Blinken calls it a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, but he still hasn't canceled his trip to Beijing. 
the big day, Saturday, February 4. The Federal Aviation Administration temporarily pauses departures and arrivals at airports in Wilmington, North Carolina, and Myrtle Beach, and also in Charleston, South Carolina, which the agency said was meant to support the Department of Defense in a national security effort. Now we're going to have a national security effort by the administration. Very interesting. One of two F-22 fighter jets from Langley Air Force Base fires a sidewinder air-to-air missile downing the balloon, which was flying at an altitude of between 60 and 65,000 feet. The military then starts recovery efforts. Now you might ask yourself, uh, after the dust has settled on this see-them-shoot-them affair, and we've got three more unidentified aerial phenomena floating around that we'll get to in a bit. Uh, what, what are we going to get out of this fiasco, you ask yourself? Well, I think we're going to get a new Xbox game. But for sure, we're moving closer, in my opinion, to war with China. No, not an all-out nuclear war, but if, if China stopped all its exports to the United States today, let's face it, we'd be in a world of serious hurt. Many of us, probably myself included, would die for lack of life-saving medicines that we're on for all kinds of ailments, cancers included. We've sold our soul to China, and we better find a leader, and we better find them soon, who's going to reclaim it back from communist China. So what have we learned from Joe's brief remarks and, and other reports? Well, we've learned that this balloon left China, and we knew when it left China. We knew the exact spot it left from China. And uh, you'd have to say, things didn't start on February 1st when it shows up in Montana. It had transversed Alaska. It came across the Pacific Ocean. We knew the very day it was launched. Uh, What else is new? We've never seen anything this size before in this particular space. Now, toward the end of his short audio clip from Eo and Joe, he was saying that he ordered it shot down. And toward the end of this short audio clip from Joe, he says he ordered it shot down. And then when a question arose about how does this affect U.S.-China relations, Joe just walks away. He doesn't answer it because it's not part of the script he's supposed to talk about. He's not supposed to answer any darn questions, even reasonable ones. This question was asked of Joe Biden again by Judy Woodruff of NPR, and I'm going to play that again for you shortly. He's been asked this question several times, and you'll be disappointed in his answer. But apparently the balloon, uh, this balloon base where this balloon emanated from has been known about for a long time. In fact, it's been known for at least since 2019. Supposedly, our intelligence uh, community has known of China's interest in in, in a space known as the stratosphere. And and China has been interested in this space. No one has claimed this space. You know, between the space between commercial aviation, which goes up to about 40,000 feet, thereabouts, and and, and even our our F-22s can fly up to about 60,000, 65,000 feet. When you hit that range around 60, 65,000 feet, up to about 300,000 feet, is, is an area called the stratosphere. And there's no legal definition about who owns that space. Now, obviously, if you've got the power and the technology to identify things floating in that space, 
and the power to take take those objects out of that space when they are, come over your country or your territory. Well, that's the rule then. Power, uh, power has the right to do what power will do. But um, if you don't have the power to shoot anything out of there or even know that it's floating through there, well, then anybody can put a balloon up there. And so flying these kinds of balloons over much of South America, Central America, Africa, they're, they're clueless that China is gathering all this data with the stratospheric uh, surveillance balloons. Now, this one was particularly different. The one that was launched in 2019 had many write-ups about it. Uh, unfortunately, we seem to have missed that, except for a very few people in the intelligence community. Because we think about 2019, we had our head buried in uh, COVID-19, which also, I think that was also a Chinese product, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, in 2019, this was quite a feat that this company that is allegedly associated with the Chinese Liberation Army, the Communist Liberation Army, in this one province in China, has been developing this balloon technology for quite some time now. And they successfully launched a balloon smaller than this one was. This one was a massive balloon, 200 feet by 200 feet by 200 feet. Uh, uh, gigantuan proportions, uh, invisible by the naked eye, obviously, on a clear day over Montana. But the other one transversed much of the world. They were able to maintain its position in the stratosphere as it went around monitoring things. And not only is this a valuable surveillance tool, because like I said, many people don't even know they're up there, especially if they're smaller. And if you don't paint, the, paint them racist white, I mean, can you imagine had they put this in, in the LBGTQ uh, rainbow colors instead of white, you'd have all the Democrats so, saluting the balloon as it went by. But, but in, 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 in any definition, there, there's no, no one owns that stratosphere. And you can take a, a gazillion high-resolution photographs from that position. But importantly, and as other people have mentioned since then, there's all kinds of other payloads you can put on there beside the technology to do surveillance. And that's uh, uh, the weaponization of these balloons with a host of uh, various uh, bad things, including nuclear weapons. Now, the question comes up often is, to, since they have about 300 satellites, the Chinese do, and about 100 of those are uh, allegedly dedicated to military uh, functions, What's the value in having balloons that fly at 65,000 feet and potentially can cause all kinds of problems like we've just gone through? Well, the uh, cameras on satellites are very good, but they, they can't achieve the detailed resolution that high-tech cameras can at 65,000 feet. So it, that, that's why they're developing these. And the Chinese have several of these balloons apparently floating all over uh, the globe. Um, they've crossed many different nations. They've gone through all continents. They're cataloging everything, everywhere, and it's all about data. Because our artificial intelligence, our quantum computing, none of those technologies work without data. 
And that's really what TikTok's all about, too. It's the collection of data. You say, well, how, how can somebody's age and the, the, their favorite color and all these other things factor in uh, to uh, electronic warfare against uh, Americans in the future? You can put all that data into quantum computing, and you can come up how to tailor specific messages to all of us, just like we see now on Google. Heaven forbid you look at a product and the next thing, you know, for the next uh, week and a half, you're getting ads from these different companies that sell that product. Well, there's far more nefarious things you can do with that technology, but you need the data to drive it. And these balloons and TikTok and, and the tools like that are are perfect uh, venues to go ahead and collect data, especially since we appear to be obviously oblivious or, or we just don't care what information people are collecting on us. It doesn't seem like they can do any harm to us with it, really. No, you have to wonder. I hope you're wondering. Had the two reporters in Montana not seen this white speck in the sky and had this balloon somehow have managed to transverse the United States without the public knowing about it? Would Biden have ever told us about it? Would Secretary Blinken, would he have ever uh, canceled his travel to China? I I believe we'd have never been the wiser. They were going to tell us any of this information. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but I don't trust a single soul in the Biden administration, and certainly not Joe Biden. We still have conflicting information about when Joe Biden was informed about this balloon. Supposedly, he didn't get any information until February 1st, even though this satellite, uh, uh, this balloon, I should say, had been traveling across the ocean, across Alaska and other places for days in advance. We knew that it was up to no good. We knew it wasn't a weather balloon. And, and again, uh, here we have it, NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. When did they tell Uncle Joe about the controversy? Biden was asked again about the order to shoot the balloon down. Here's that NPR clip uh, from Judy Woodworth that, that I was speaking about earlier. Look, um, I told this now public. I told the military I wanted to shoot it down when it was safe to do it. They said it was unsafe to do it over land. They said they could learn a lot in the meantime by watching it go across the country. As soon as they had a chance to shoot it down over water, they did the recovery major pieces of it to determine if we can learn anything from what they what they garnered and what kind of equipment they had. Um, you know, there were several of these balloons that during the, the last administration didn't even know they were there. They didn't even do anything about them. So, uh, um, look, I just think that uh, um, the idea that was a dereliction of duty, I think, is is a a bizarre notion. How absolutely nuts is this? Joe says, we learned by observing this balloon. We were spying on the spying balloon. Uh, Well, we watched them take a gazillion high-resolution photos of anything they wanted to take photos of. I mean, what faulty reasoning. So should we learn from... Uh, Russian uh, balloons and Iranian balloons and let them fly across our country and then wait to shoot them down and collect the pieces in the ocean. I mean, do you, you know, they collected these pieces. They're going to be putting these darn pieces together forever. They're going to be missing 
you know how frustrating it is to do a jigsaw puzzle uh, with 10,000 pieces in it and you're missing about uh, a thousand of them and it's just random spots and, and you're supposed to put these together and, and get some kind of picture. And you know you're going to be missing major portions of it. You have to wonder, how are we so unprepared? How is NORAD so unprepared? The administration so unprepared to come up with a plan when this balloon left China they knew it was a mother load uh, coming this way. They knew that the jet stream was going to bring it this way. There were several things they didn't know at the time. They didn't know that it had propulsion. It could uh, determine its own direction, that it had energy because they had these solar panels on it that obviously uh, energized not only the technology to do the surveillance, but also had uh, the energy to propel the balloon. It also had a fail-safe mechanism in it. It had a kill switch, which the Chinese could have exploded this balloon anywhere over the United States. For the president to take the risk that this could have happened, that they could have downed this balloon anywhere on any major city and obviously caused one hell of a mess, uh, it, it just it just befuddles the mind. And then he goes around, and we're going to learn later, that he decides to shoot three objects out of the sky. He doesn't know what they are. I mean, I've never shot at anything I didn't know what it was. But apparently that's been the rules of engagement just recently. So, you know, the, the false narrative of saying this, this came into Montana and uh, out of a, an abundance of caution. Uh, with that, that's like saying the low-hanging fruit and all those other little ditties that just drive you nuts. I wish they'd just get rid of it out of an abundance of idiocy we decided not to take it out in Alaska. And then we come up with this cockamamie story that the reason we didn't shoot it over Alaska is because water is so much deeper there. And had it fallen into the ocean, it would have gone to, it would have been on a journey to the center of the earth. And we could have never recovered it and figured out what they're really doing. And we're going to learn further that they uh, somehow, Joe tells us later when he finally comes out of the basement and sees a shadow. And we know we're going to have six more weeks of idiocy, at least. He tells us that uh, they were able to protect all our sensitive sites so that somehow they couldn't be surveilled by this balloon. I mean, there, there's tons of experts that have come on since then saying that that is that's so much manure. I'm sure you know just about what time it is right about now. Well, it's about time to hear from Kamala or Kamala or Vice President Harris. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to... Take a break, a very short break, and then it's time to come right back, because every day it's time to come back and hear the rest of the story. And do I have a lot of important information? You'll be happy you made the time to come back and hear. So hit the head, hit the fridge, and hurry right back. You know you're loved here on the Frankly Daniels Show, and I'm not kidding. 
Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Frankly Daniel Show. I'm set to play you a host of clips that really outline how stupid and dangerous this entire balloon gate has been, is, and will be going forward. This next clip is an NPR clip of Joe Biden blowing off that this spy balloon in any way damaged our relationship with China. Now, just imagine that. Could you imagine us flying something over China and that China would say, oh, you know, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. We don't want to really have any conflict. We just, we just want to compete with you. So by competing, we shot your balloon down and everything's going to be fine. It, none of it makes any sense. Here's the clip. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, no. frankly? No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to Xi Jinping? talked to Xi Jinping before. I... And our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to them during this. Oh. But look, I mean, <laughs> the idea of shooting down 
a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and uh, is and that break that t- makes relations worse. Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict, and uh, and that's been the case so far. This has to be one of the most ridiculous statements I've I've heard in the last 30 minutes, probably. I mean, Joe puts out so many ridiculous statements, it's hard to keep up with them. He says he made it perfectly clear to Chairman Xi that we are interested in competition, not conflict. Now, this, by the way, that little slogan, competition, not conflict, not conflict, but competition, you're going to hear over and over and over. That's our foreign policy. That's it in a nutshell with China. Let me play that again for you. Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict, and uh, and that's been the case so far. Joe sounds like he's half asleep when he's giving this interview. Uh, when Xi guns for Taiwan, is this going to be the Biden answer? Oh, we're not into conflict. We just want to compete with you. I don't even know what the heck this means. This isn't like Harvard against Yale or or Georgia against Clemson. This is not what we're doing with an adversary. We have to be prepared for conflict. We hope that we can have some kind of mutual uh, guarantees that we're going to work together. But we have to prepare for conflict. One thing is definite, Joe Biden and his policy advisors, especially his foreign policy advisors, and that includes the Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, National Security Advisor, the military chief of progressive wokeness, you know, General Milley, and that brain-scrambled press secretary, are out to lunch without a clue or a menu. They want us to believe they've been on top of this from the get-go. Please don't believe it about the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She hasn't been on top of a darn thing. Here's a short clip of her explaining what NORAD is and why American fighter planes shot down that unidentified aerial phenomena over Canada. Why is, why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada because it's part of a NORAD there is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it, it's a it's a what you call a coalition a consortium a, 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 so, a pact okay. exactly and so that's why we were able to do that again it, we didn't do it on our own we did right. it in in uh, in uh, it clearly in in in, in, in step with uh, right. Canada you know, a NORAD, that, uh, that, uh, that thing, uh, and then we did it in conjunction with Canada. It's just really good to know. Again, Joe Biden, the consummate liar-in-chief, who is unquestionably the most deceitful, pathetic, and corrupt president in our history, our short history. Well, Joe finally did come out of his basement, as I said before, to address we the people on Thursday of this week. But he took all of a whopping seven minutes to lay it on us, and then he left the podium. I mean, as I said before, perhaps he saw a shadow and it scared him back to the basement for another six weeks of idiotic confusion. Here's a clip I want to share with you that took place the other day in the White House press room, largely in response to Biden not being able to speak to us about the Chinese balloon and the three other mysterious space objects. 
Now, I, I was surprised that a member of the White House press corps, probably won't be there after this question, had the nerve to ask this question. He wanted to know if the president is good at certain types of communication, like I guess perhaps teleprompter, but less skilled when it comes to different subjects like foreign relations, meaning, meaning China. Here's the clip. Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications, or are there some that play to greater strengths, some where he probably isn't as strong, et cetera? I will tell you this. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Let me tell you this. If teleprompter Joe is the best spokesperson for communicating What's up with all these flying sidewinder missiles and downed alien balloons and UAP invaders? Why hasn't Joe stepped forward and talked with we the people? Now, speculation has been growing, many think, and, and I do also, that Joe will only come out and address us once his teleprompter is fully loaded. And apparently they can only load seven minutes of stuff into it. The White House is absolutely petrified to let him answer any unscripted questions. You know, as of Thursday morning, speculation was all over the map as to why Joe hadn't said much of anything about this critical incident. And everybody except Joe apparently thought this was a critical incident. Now, you have to remember, the United States hasn't shot down a plane, a bird, a balloon, an object over the sky with F-22s and F-18s and F-16s over American territory in 65 years. And now we've shot four things out of the sky. One, we know what it was. The other three were clueless as to what they were. And these events, they don't happen every day. And one of them's attached to our adversary, not our competitor, our adversary. It's a life and death adversary. Joe Biden has promised America that his administration is and will be the most transparent in American history. Now, here's a clip from the Larry Kudlow Show on Fox Business with Senator Marco Rubio. This was taped on Wednesday, the day before Thursday's seven-minute explanation by Joe. And first, you're going to hear Larry Kudlow asking a question, and then you're going to hear Marco Rubio's response. Senator, uh, on that point, so there was some kind of rumor running around today that President Biden was thinking about a speech to the country to explain this. I mean, to me, he should, without hesitation, speak to the country because everybody's kind of right. scratching their head. It sounds like you're scratching your head. You're in the Intel Committee. Have you had briefings that are satisfactory? I mean, do you think you know more now than you did a week ago? Well, I want to bifurcate the balloons and separate that from the three other instances. We know what that balloon is. We've seen it before. We know what it does. And we know why it came here. And uh, but we didn't shoot that one down until it was off the coast. I think the one that he really should be addressing is the three other instances. And here's why. These are not new. Last year alone, the Arrow, which is the UAP task force that Congress created, had over 114 cases of very similar to this, these. Same attributes, same characteristics. They remain unexplained. But we have data on those. And so these things are not new. The difference between those 114 cases and the 500 others that they have cataloged and these three is this is the first time in 65 years of NORAD's history that we've actually scrambled jets and shot anything down over U.S. airspace. That's the difference. And so when you shoot something down over U.S. airspace, not once, but three times using missiles, right, with a country right underneath you, I do think the American people deserve to hear why you did it. 
and what we know so far. And, uh, and I don't know why it's taken so long. And I don't even think the president has spoken about this beyond a brief comment I think he made on Friday somewhere. You know, the State of the Union address that whatever it was on February the 7th that Joe Biden delivered, we thought he would have said something in that State of the Union speech about the balloon shoot down. Well, he did and didn't really say anything. Here's his total lines on China and the incident from the State of the Union speech on February 7. Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America was failing in the world. Not anymore. We made clear, and I made clear in my personal conversations, which have been many, with President Xi, that we seek competition, not conflict. But I will make no apologies that we're investing in, to make America stronger. Investing in American innovation and industries that will define the future that China intends to be dominating. Investing in our alliances and working with our allies to protect advanced technologies so they will not be used against us. Modernizing our military to safeguard stability and deter aggression. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world. But make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Interesting. Once again, the president says he wants competition with China, not conflict. Well, yeah, of course. Wouldn't that be nice? I also like the part where if we're threatened by China, if someone flies over our airspace again, we're going to take them out. We're going to protect American sovereignty. And that's really hard to believe when China was able to photograph and document all of our sovereignty over all of our most sensitive sites. Absolutely ridiculous. Do do you remember? I'll slow down. I'll slow down. Do you remember the lyrics to the song Imagine by John Lennon? You know, it goes, imagine there are no countries, it's hard to do, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion to. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. Imagine no possessions, I wonder if you can, no greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Lovely song, really, one of my favorites. I love the melody. But to imagine these outcomes, you have to ignore tens of thousands of years of human conflict. When China shows up and says they're taking over your country and you will pledge allegiance to Beijing, you either submit or you fight. I don't think we're prepared to fight. For Biden to say that he's making America stronger and more secure in the world, there's absolutely zero evidence. In fact, quite to the contrary. For heaven's sakes, he's trying to tell us that, in fact, he's leading other nations again as America always has led. It's a flat-out lie. We've had more than 1.2 illegal aliens cross the border under Biden's stewardship. These are the notorious gotaways. We have absolutely no idea who these people are. Zero. There's been more than 200 terrorist aliens attempt to cross the border under Biden's administration. 
that have been caught. We have no idea about the ones that haven't been caught. All of this is unprecedented. It's frigging outrageous. Border Patrol's reporting an 800 increase in Chinese nationals walking across the southern border seeking asylum. What do you think that's really about? We have generals and admirals demanding the truth, pledge allegiance to wokeism and critical race theory. We can't meet our annual military recruitment goals. Young men and women, they don't, they don't want to volunteer for Biden's idea of a fit and purposeful military. You know, the Democrats under Barack Obama and Joe Biden have slashed military spending and military preparedness every year. Oh, yeah, I know. This year's budget saw a 10% increase in military spending. That hardly covers what Joe Biden's inflation has done to everyone's budget, including the military. Biden has just ordered another 26 million barrels of oil release from our misnamed strategic petroleum reserves. What's the emergency? What emergency for which drawing down the strategic petroleum reserves another 26 billions of barrels is the solution? It's all political. It has no other meaning to it. It's economic nonsense. Do you feel more safe or less safe in your Democrat-controlled cities uh, and counties and states even? Let's hear it from those in Chicago or New York, Seattle, Portland, Oakland, L.A., New Orleans. There's dozens of others. Again, Biden, he wants competition, not conflict with China. You know, China gets a say in this too. What if they want conflict and not competition? Uh, stay with me, please. I, I want to share a clip. It's a little bit long from something Mark Levin said the other night on Hannity in response to Biden's fantasy about China. And in, I think it's in direct response although it wasn't presented that way. It's a response to Joe's State of the Union address where he tells us he's building our military and we're strong, we're stronger than ever. Well, I say they lie and they cover up, whether it's the border, whether it's classified documents, whether this. But I want to say something about the Biden administration. I want them to understand that we are in a Cold War right now, not of our choosing. That communist China, the communist Chinese regime is led by a ruthless genocidal dictator. Uh, the Chinese military right now is a larger navy. They have a larger infantry. Uh, they have more nuclear launch silos than we do. They've modernized their nuclear systems. We have not. They have more mobile rocket projectors, more mine warfare uh, vessels, more patrol vessels, and I could go on and on. And here we are in Ukraine, and we're running out of munitions. We're running out of weapons. We used to have a military that could fight a war in two regions, that could fight a China and Russia. Our defense spending as a percentage of the gross national product, or the gross domestic product, in 2024 is to be 2.7% of the gross domestic product. In Ronald Reagan's years, it was 5.7%. So we've cut it by more than half when it comes to GDP, and it's having an impact. We don't know what the communist Chinese actually spend. People will throw their numbers at me because they put out lies. Moreover, the fusion between the civilian side and the military side is so complete it's hard to know. The fact of the matter is we need to muscle up our military and do it immediately. We need to get rid of these Obama generals like Milley and these Obama admirals so we have 
real generals and real admirals who weren't pushed up the ladder ultra fast. We need to build up our military. It needs to be a bigger percentage of the GDP because otherwise we will have a World War III because the Chinese are cruising for a bruise and they are looking for a battle. There's a reason why the communist Chinese now have 27 military slash civilian sites in our own hemisphere. There's a reason why the communist Chinese have the contracts to run both sides of the Panama Canal. There's a reason why the communist Chinese just made a deal with the Solomon Islands for a deep water port there. My great uncle fought there. It was called Guadalcanal. There's a reason why the communist Chinese have a naval base effectively on the west coast of Africa to face the west co the, uh, the coast of the United States. There's a reason why they have built these phony islands in uh, the South China Sea to control five to six trillion dollars worth of commerce that goes through there. There's a reason why they're doing all of these things. Australia knows it. Japan knows it. The Philippines know it. South Korea knows it. Even Vietnam is looking for help right now. This country is on a straight line to either take us to war or to choke us off economically. No, I am not a war hawk. Neither is Levin, believe me. But speaking about budgets, do you know how much it costs us in time and resources to track the Chinese balloon across half the world, shoot it down out of the stratosphere, and then mount a time-sensitive campaign to recover the debris from the ocean floor? I, I don't know. Doubtlessly, it had to cost several billion dollars. I do know some costs. I do know the cost of some items. The cost of one-hour flying time for an F-22 Raptor fighter, $80,000, one hour. The F-16s and 18s, slightly lower rates per hour. That's, that's, that's good to know. One Sidewinder missile cost $387,000. Go ahead, round that up to $400,000. Uh, we know five sidewinders were used to kill one balloon and three objects in space. The Biden administration has been put on notice by those that handle and manipulate Puppet Joe that they need to downplay the balloon incident in particular and use the occurrence of shooting three alien objects down as sort of a funny joke in an attempt to try and include the China balloon is all the same folly. Here's the press secretary's contribution to this very thing. I wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Of course, she was joking but all the same. You'd think that the Democrat White House has more urgent problems to solve and more urgent communications to communicate other than more lies, and particularly more lies about Donald Trump and his administration. No sooner than the White House was forced into admitting that, that there's a Chinese spy balloon floating over and across America, you know, pausing for lengthy spans of time to loiter and snap billions of high-resolution photos, they announced that three such Chinese balloons made incursions into America's airspace during the Trump administration. 
Here's the Biden team, including Biden himself, on this mission. Um, you know, there were several of these balloons that during the, the last administration didn't even know they were there. They didn't even do anything about them. So, uh, um, look, I just think that... Uh, um, the next is a clip of John Kirby, who is the current United States National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, pointing out that Biden gets all the credit for retrospectively, as it turns out, stumbling on three Chinese spy craft drifting around at about 25,000 feet above portions of America sometime between 2017 and 2018. But we were able to determine that China has a high-altitude balloon program for intelligence collection that's connected to the People's Liberation Army. It was operating during the previous administration, but they did not detect it. We detected it. We tracked it. And we have been carefully studying it to learn as much as we can. You have to remember, this is largely the same deep state intelligence community that couldn't tell the difference between Hunter Biden's laptop and a plant from Russia. So now they're telling us that once they adjusted their filters, they were able to retrospectively determine that the Trump administration had been violated by Chinese surveillance balloons on three different occasions. Whoopee. The response to, uh, against all this stuff has been amazing. I'm going to play a, a clip from uh, John Radcliffe, a highly respected former congressman from Texas who left his position in Congress to take on Trump's director of national intelligence. That's why you see the Biden administration, you know, trotting out one alibi after another. This is the, you know, um, uh, cleanup on aisle nine that we see after every one of their national security disasters. And there have been a lot where it's, well, let's blame Trump or, or say that the Trump administration did it too. And in this, it falls apart from the beginning. As you, they didn't learn about the Chinese spy balloon from the Biden administration. They didn't learn about it uh, from NORAD. They didn't learn about it from the Department of Defense. They learned about it from two guys standing in a parking lot. The first guy saw it with the naked eye. The second guy took telephoto, uh, used a telephoto lens to take pictures that were published. Commercial airline pilots saw it. Thousands, maybe tens of thousands of Americans saw this thing with the naked eye uh, as it went from one end of the country to the other. And now what the Biden administration tells you today is this was happening during the Trump administration, but apparently objects that you could see clearly uh, in 2023 were there in the Trump years, but no one was able to see them. I mean, it's just absurd. The logic makes no sense. None of this holds up. The inescapable truth is, is as uh, Secretary Esper said, uh, this was an unprecedented national security breach and disaster. It was a it was a national security bonanza for the uh, for the Chinese Communist Party, and it was a disaster for our country in terms of what was uh, accomplished. So there you have it. I'm running short on time, but there's one more item I wish to share with you. At the end of Joe Biden's seven-minute press conference late Thursday, the press began shouting questions at Joe. Among those shouting questions was one reporter who could be heard asking Joe about his dealings with China and whether they're compromised by his family's business relationships. Now, obviously, Joe got PO'd and walked away from the podium. He just left. Here's a short clip of the president responding to a question from NPR's Judy Woodruff about what's going on with the GOP congressional investigations into his so-called 
influence peddling business. That clip is followed by a clip from James Comer, the GOP chair of the powerful Oversight Committee, putting in his two cents into this equation. Republicans say as a priority for them is investigating your family, your son Hunter, your brother Jim. They talk about uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. How do you how do you plan to to deal with that? The public's not going to pay attention to that. They they want these guys to do something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. Here comes James Comer. Well, there were probably a dozen or more countries that they were involved in. Uh, the amount of money varies. I mean, that's why we need the bank records to get the exact amount. But I can tell you with confidence, it was tens of millions of dollars. There are two things every American is going to realize at the conclusion of our investigation. And that's number one, that multiple members of the Biden family were involved in the influence peddling schemes. And number two, most of these big deals were initiated during Joe Biden's term as vice president. Now, the narrative that the, that the defenders in the media are trying to portray on Hunter Biden now that the laptop is, is, has been proven to be real and the, and the evidence on it is, is legitimate is that, well, these deals happened just by the president's son, who, by the way, had a, an addiction problem. And it didn't matter because Joe Biden wasn't in office during this time. That's not true. These deals were initiated while Joe Biden was vice president and multiple members of the family were involved in this in this scheme. Well, that's a wrap for today. I thank you for joining me today. I hope you found this interesting and informative. You've been listening to The Frankly Daniel Show, and please come back next week as this story will continue. So much more to say. God bless you all.